Marks and Race. We're back in Philly. Live at Chickies and Pete's in South Philadelphia. Upgrade your big game party menu with catering, your takeout from Chickies and Pete's, crab fries, cutlets, pizza, and more. Order online at chickiesandpete's.com. Uh, Jack, is, uh, is Zach at the table right now or yes or no? He's ready to go, yeah. He's ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us right now live from Radio Row in Arizona is an Eagle legend and hero. Let's hear it. Zach Ertz is on the line. Come on in. <laughs> What's, What's up, up Zach? Guys? How you guys doing? What's up, Zach? Are you guys going to send me some crab fries or what? <laughs> I'm surprised Pete doesn't Pete's have out one. There, He's yeah. one out there already, man. <laughs> I know. Um, so b- before we, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, is, is this weird watching your, uh, the, your old team and guys that you played with for a really long time? Is it weird watching them in the Super Bowl? I mean, it's not weird. I mean, like you said, I was there for nine years. It was eight and a half, nine years. I call it nine years mm-hmm. um, because it was an amazing nine years. Um, and the the core guys that we had when we won it in 2017 are obviously still on the team. And I played so much football with them, went through so many things, not only on the football field but in life with them. Lane, BG, Fletch, Kels, um, Isaac. And so these aren't uh, just my NFL friends per se. These are my life friends. Um, and so I'm so excited for them to – play in this game obviously I know how much work it takes to not only be in this game but win the game um, and so I'm so excited for them I don't know how, how much longer they're all going to play um, and so I'm excited for them to have this opportunity. Man you're the perfect person to talk to about what it's like to be in this game from the standpoint of that 17 game that 2017-18 game against the Patriots what was that like on that Friday for you all Zach we were just talking uh, a couple segments ago with Ron Jaworski about leading up to the week, how the coaches handle the week, whether or not, you know, one team is too loose versus a team being uptight. What was it about your team then that had you guys prepared and ready to go against the Patriots? What what was the mentality like that week for you guys out there in Minneapolis? Yeah, I think um, the coaches, first of all, did a phenomenal job to make it as normal as possible. There's so many things pulling you, especially when you get to the city, that are distractions and you know Doug's big thing at the time was eliminate distractions that was his mantra his entire time there in Philly with us um, and so when we the first week of the bye we pretty much had the whole game playing in that first week Wednesday was a normal practice Thursday was third down Friday was a fast Friday with the red zone period um, and then they, they all got together over the weekend they added some they subtracted one they added the play we scored uh, the game wouldn't touch that on the following week so they were adding things throughout the week and then when you get to when we got to minnesota um we essentially repeated the same practice schedule wednesday was the base game plan thursday was third down friday was red zone um and so it gave us a sense of hey this is still a football game this is nothing bigger than it needs to be um, and obviously for me, the moment that I was like, man, this is the Super Bowl was when you walk out for like our first warm up that we used to do with routes on air with the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And there's typically you get one like an ESPN TV station on the field or booth, whatever they you want to call it, production set on the field. When I walked out of the locker room and onto the field and saw eight production sets, I was like, <laughs> man, this is different for sure. Man, you, you, you said something interesting there that I don't think I know we didn't know about because we're on the outside. But you talked about the game-winning touchdown. That's your touchdown, right, the one you scored on <laughs> yeah, out there. One. And you said you guys put that in there that week. So they must have saw something on film where they thought you had a good advantage there getting you matched up one-on-one. Is that what that was? 
Yeah, so we ran the play essentially uh, a different version against the Falcons. I caught a third down uh, against the Falcons. Um, I was on the left, ran a slant, um, and the back stayed to my side and ran a flat. It was Corey Clement. He ran a flat to my side. I caught the ball. Um, I think we got 12. We ended, I don't know. I think we ended up kicking a field goal, go of five, um, and then the Falcons didn't score the following drive. Um, and that week we knew, against the Patriots, we knew I was going to get double teamed essentially every play, especially third down and in the red zone. Um, and they essentially found a way to get the double team off me because if the back stayed in the backfield, they had James Harrison and Kyle Van Noy on the on the edges. They would just essentially guard the t- guard the running back on the line of scrimmage, and then they would have two safeties on me. But they figured out I don't know exactly how. Watching hours and hours of film, that if they motion the back before the snap, the guy the second guy guarding me essentially had to leave because that guy, it essentially went to an empty set, and the guys on the line of scrimmage wouldn't be able to uh, guard the running back at that point. And so they were able to get the double team off me, allowed me to have a one-on-one. Um, and obviously Nick made a great throw, and the rest is kind of history. And by the way, I don't know what the hell Collinsworth was talking about or what the yeah, officials we still don't were looking know, at. Man. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't even close to being a questionable touchdown. That was – I still don't know what the hell they were looking at. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, man. I, I just love that Philly still gives him such a hard time about it. That's the best part about it. He could talk about anything – anything the Cincinnati Bengals and they still bring up that touchdown yeah. I love it I mean you took like three steps to get in the end jumped, zone yeah jumped across the plane caught the <laughs> yeah. ball after it fell on the ground I mean I couldn't have done it much more so yeah, so Zach with that said you also like sometimes in the NFL you don't know what a catch is right so you're watching that on the replay what part of you is saying oh are they gonna do this to us are they gonna do this to us it was you, honestly, yeah, yeah. So it was honestly surreal. We were, I think, we went for two the following play. We had an incomplete pass to Alshon or Corey in the flat on the right, and Trey and I were sitting in the in the huddle getting ready for the two point conversion. Like we were just having a conversation, like we were at practice. We were like, man, if they overturn this, I don't know if Philly, I don't know if Philadelphia is going to be on the map anymore. They might burn that city down. So I think for the sanctity of that city and the infrastructure of that city, I'm glad that they kept it as is. Sure. Oh, that's funny, man. Uh, we're joined by Zach Ertz. Um, tell us, tell us why you're here to talk to us about something called He Gets Us, right? Yeah, so obviously you guys have known me for a long time. The faith has been something is the biggest part of my life. Uh, Jesus changed my life. And so the heat, um, so I'm here with the He, the, uh, he Gets Us campaign. Um, and it's just talking about Jesus, the most important thing in my life, um, the love and compassion um, that he's shown me and my family. Um, and he was such a key part in my life when we won the Super Bowl, and he's still in the Super Bowl today um, with some of the guys on the team representing him each and every day that they go out there and try and glorify him to the best of their abilities. Um, and so for me, this is just an opportunity to tell people about Jesus and God and, sh- and just show the love and compassion that he is. You know, people want to say, oh, Jesus is such a spiteful individual because to me he, he's a real person. You know, he, he lived on this earth um, just like you and I do. Um, and so for me, he changed my life. Um, he changed my wife's life. And so for us, it's just, it's just about spreading the gospel each and every day and just showing the love and compassion, not only the way we live, but also through the House of Hope that we're still doing in Philadelphia. Um, it should be open June of this year. It's going to be a safe place right by Hunting Park, a Wi-Fi cafe, a tutoring center, um, and a church on Sundays. And so for us, it's not something that we just talk about. We want to live it each and every day. Well, you're not the only athlete in the family. We all know that. Your beautiful wife, Julie. Both of you guys welcomed your, uh, your first child into a house. How's fatherhood going for you, man? Dude, it is amazing. You know, you get all the adjectives. You know, it's great. It's amazing. 
But they need to come up with a new word to really describe <laughs> how, how awesome it is because uh, Madden will be six months tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just amazing how much he's growing. His, he, he's, he's starting to crawl. He's in like he's about to be six months. He's wearing 12-month-old clothes. I'm like, bro, you need to slow down. <laughs> uh, he's, big, he's big like his dad, I guess. Well, listen, huh? man, listen. You got an you uh, all-world tight end, professional tight end. As a dad, and then you got a world-class soccer player as mom. The kid's going to be a pretty good athlete, man. Hey, I just want him to be happy and healthy. You know the deal, <laughs> man. I don't care what he what he does. I just want him to be passionate about it, um, love on people, be kind to people, and whatever he wants to do. If he wants to play football, he can start playing in high school. He doesn't need to play tackle football and put on a helmet before then, just like I did. Mm-hmm. Um, he could play flag football, but soccer, golf, tennis. If he wants to do any of those individual sports where you're not getting tackled all the time, Let's go with those first. You can, I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> you can hear the smile coming through the, yes. my earphones when he's talking about uh, talking about being a dad. It's pretty cool. Um, Zach, I mean, I think a lot of people thought this was going to be a good team this year with the Eagles. But, I mean, you know, they lost one game with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. Are you, are you surprised they're as good as they were this year? And, and overall, I mean, what do you think of Jalen and what he's done this year? Well, I knew Nick was going to be a really good coach. Um, I love the way that he approached leadership and accountability within the team. Um, he was very clear with the standards, um, and I really respected him in that regard. Um, Jonathan Gannon obviously got a lot of flack last year and at the beginning of this year, but I, th- I think he's going to be a great head coach when he gets the opportunity. Shane has done a phenomenal job with the play calling. Um, he pretty much has complete autonomy on that offensive side of the ball. Um, and he's doing a phenomenal job getting those guys the ball, playing everyone to their strengths, not anyone, not asking anyone to do more than they can. Um, and so from a coaching standpoint, I felt like everything was setting up for them to continue to be an improved team. But the wild card was obviously Jalen. I mean, um, no one knew. I shouldn't say no one knew. He knew um, how good <laughs> yeah, he, he was going to be. Yep. And I knew with his work ethic, he had a chance to be good. I just don't think anyone saw it this quickly. I, th- I would say with his work ethic, I thought it was going to take one more offseason, one more year of him getting more comfortable. Um, but the dude has been playing his butt off. Um, and I loved even Even last year when I was there for training camp, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, him and I were out there just throwing on the side field after training camp, just talking to each other, talking football, running uh, conditioning patterns after. And so for me, when you have a guy like that with his work ethic, there's nothing that's off the table. Mm. Zach Ertz live in Arizona as uh, the suit. Listen, now we're like two days away. It's, it's about here. Wait, so everybody wants to know your final score. We need the official prediction from oh, Zach man. Ertz on the game. Come on now. I'm going to go 40 to 33 Eagles. Ooh, a shootout. That was almost close to your score there. Yeah, was it? 30. it was close. Yeah, was that, was that close? <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys were 41 33. Uh, yeah. That, I thought that was right. Well, we got to ask you, since all the other guys have been asked, Fletcher and Brandon and Jason, about the 2017 team. comes out on top there? Your Super Bowl winning team or this team in the Super Bowl right now? Well, this is NFC Championship Super Bowl Nick Foles, so let's just put that out there in regards to that 2017 team because otherwise – there's a little asterisk with it because he was unbelie- he was unconscious um, in those two games. And I think this team has us beat in regards to the receiver position, the corner position, um, the linebacker position I think is a wash. Um, 
safeties we had a better so we had a better safety tandem in my opinion obviously uh the d-line i mean a lot of the same guys are there so it's hard to say but fletch and bg were in their quote-unquote yeah, primes prime per in. se yep. Yep. um so i would take our team obviously i'm a little biased because i'm not on this team um <laughs> You also got a you got a good tight end position. Two thousand seventeen, two thousand seventeen tight end was yeah. better. Two thousand seventeen yes. tight end was was better. Um, the, we had a great complementary skill group, like we like oh, these yeah. guys do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of Miles Sanders, man. I don't think he gets the love he deserves. I think he is the most. I think he's the wild card for this game, the X factor for this game. For this current Super Bowl, I, like I said, I'll finish the – I think the 2017 team wins. But for this game, I think getting Miles Sanders 20-plus touches, if they can do that, they're going to win the football game. Uh, All right. I got, I got so much respect for the guy. All right, so before you go, we have uh, Merrill Re- – is it Merrill Reese's call? I'm, I'm assuming, Tucker. We, we have your <laughs> touchdown call. So here it is. Listen. <laughs> there you go. Back those poles. Fires. Slant. Touchdown. Zach Ertz. He caught it, he bobbled it, and he never let it drop. And he finished with the football. The ball did pop up, but he regained control of the football. There it is. After, after he took three steps and go on, Mike. The yeah, goal. let's keep those details going. <laughs> Zach, um, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, brother. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate it. you guys, man. We'll Good talk luck to you. moving forward, man. Talk Good to luck. you soon. Yep. Mm-hmm. There he is, Zach Hurts. The great Zach Hurts. Man. The great man. Zach was one of my favorite guys, man. He was, man. He, um, I just, listen, I, I, I love the way that he played. I love the way that he cared uh, about being an Eagle. Um, he was certainly passionate and emotional about being here. And when we think about players they hit on, they drafted, guys that were actually man. Eagles. I mean, Zach Ertz, you don't even realize he played here eight and a half, nine seasons. I only play here seven. So think about that. I mean, Zach Ertz was here. Got drafted by Chip Kelly, although that was a Howie Roseman pick. That was Chip Kelly's first year. Howie was still in charge of the draft. Um, But he was drafted in 2013, played for Chip, played for Doug, and played a year or um, played a year or half a year, I should say, for Nick Sirianni. So, I mean, man, he has eagle records for receptions. And Johnny Marks, you know, my antennas kind of perked up when I heard Zach Ertz talking about the coaching staff, uh-huh. and he specifically mentioned somebody that was I was a little surprised that he gave the type of props to that he did. Did you catch that? He mentioned Jonathan Gannon, and he talked about how good of a coach he believes Jonathan Gannon is, how much respect he has for Jonathan Gannon. I say that to say I saw a tweet today oh. where the Arizona Cardinals seemingly have told the Cincinnati Bengals coordinator, that he's out of the running for the head coaching job. Well, if there was only two finalists before, that would mean, A, somebody's got the job, or B, they're not hiring anybody that they've talked to. Right. So, and then wasn't it Arizona that said they were going to wait till after the Super Bowl to hire their coach? Yes. I wonder, could that be Jonathan Gannon? Exactly. Benjamin, just... Benjamin Albright, who covers the NFL, yeah. he covers Denver. Yes. He thinks Gannon is in the running. Ah. And he thinks Steichen is going to Indianapolis. Indy, yeah. So we're going to lose both coordinators if they win the Super Bowl. I think it could be whether they Regardless, win the Super Bowl or not. Yeah, yeah, I mean, as long as it's nothing embarrassing. Well, Because you want to sell to your fan base. You don't want Jonathan Gannon to give up 40 points. And then hire and then you're him. like, yeah, he, this is a coach that we're going to hire. 
And then you also don't want the Eagles to score three points and then tell everybody, yeah, well, right. this is the coach we're going to hire. No, I, I agree you could coach your way out. It wouldn't make you any less or better of a coach as a head coach, but right. it could end up. Yeah, I, I, I just think these guys are waiting. And quite frankly, if I'm Indy, <laughs> the funny thing is if you're Indy, you've already done the from Philadelphia to, to Indy coaching thing with Frank Wright. Do you want to do that again? It's another non-selling point to your fan base. Like, like do you, oh, do you want to come back with Shane here. Steichen? Yeah. Do, is that what you, I mean, I wouldn't let it stop me from hiring the guy if I thought he could help my football team. I just don't know who else they're they're hiring if it's not him. Like, it, it, clearly, they know they can go back to one of these other candidates, but they could also hire them right now if they didn't have eyes on somebody else. Right. If somebody had wowed them by now They'd that they him. wanted, they would have hired him yeah. already. Yeah. More or less, it's now like, well, if we can't get who we want or we decide that's not the guy, then we can go back and hire any of these other people. I mean, yeah, just that little Jonathan Gannon comment made, made my antennas perk. Didn't he, also, didn't he also talk about how the season turned around when, when uh, Shane was calling plays and, and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Heard some of that too, which, I mean, it did. It's not like that yeah. should be any. <laughs> it did. But, but it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So it's was a it cons- last. Didn't Ertz catch a, uh, a big touchdown in his last game and they traded him the next day? Yeah. Is that, how, yeah. is that how it all went down? Yeah, remember they played they, on Thursday night. Didn't they yeah. keep him in the game when they the didn't Tampa need to? Yeah, it was a Tampa game. Well, because they already had the deal in place and he wanted to play anyway. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, well, yeah we botched that. Because normally Arizona could have been like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want him out there playing in a game and you still going to trade him to me? Like, what if he gets injured tonight? Right. But the Eagles were like, they wanted him to finish his yeah. last game here. And that's Cla- what they did. Last thing to do. Yeah, and, they did. Yeah. And thankfully he didn't get injured. Thank God. <laughs> what did they get for him anyway? Remember? Some cornerback that I don't think ever played. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I'm live in, uh, I'm live in Arizona, obviously. And these yeah. two guys just came over and started grilling Elliot about his, uh, his Mahomes versus Hurts. <laughs> no team. way. Yeah, he's on camera right now. Just, just uh, getting grilled. Well, hopefully it's Kansas City people that's grilling him. Is it Kansas City people? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where they're from. I'll have to ask him at the break. These, I mean, El- Elliot just all he does is win. Yeah, he puts <laughs> so much content. He, he puts these tweets out, and he, he says it's a fact that Hurts is better. And then the next day, he's threatening to pick the Chiefs to beat the Eagles. By the way, <laughs> yesterday they were. So yeah, Wednesday, I didn't know. I didn't know what he was going to do today with his pick. You knew what he was doing. I, I know. I seriously thought he was going to pick the Chiefs. I didn't. Wednesday, <laughs> he would start a franchise with Jalen Hurts, not Pat Mahomes. Thursday, he's picking the Chiefs to win the game, and yeah. then Friday, he's back to the Eagles. See, you know what that tells me? There's, there, there, there is a little bit of a flaw in Elliott's game. Because, see, what that tells me is he was more worried about being liked by the Philadelphia faithful and didn't want to be on the wrong side. He wants to pick the Chiefs. I've been talking to the guy all week. I agree with you. <laughs> I think legitimately, Julio. I don't know if Julio if he picked against the Eagles. But Julio's been worried about this game, and Elliot's yes, been worried about yes, this game. I know he has. He was, he was wondering, like, man, I don't know if I'm going to have, have it in me to pick the Chiefs. There's Chuck. He made it down. Chuck from out there. He has out of the building, baby. That's there for Chuck. Yeah, now we got a uh, pep rally going on. But, yeah, Elliot. I thought he's not supposed to be worried about what everybody thinks. He's just Oh, please. <laughs> I'm watching him look through the, his mentions of the tweet, and he's like, and he's literally, he's getting his brain scratched every be- good or bad tweet reply. See, he likes the bad ones, too. That's the difference. Yes. I think he likes the bad. He doesn't reply back and fight with people. 
so he's good with that. But I think he gets a kick out of the rise that he, that he gets out of people. <laughs> Definitely gets a kick out of it. Are him. they still harassing him, Jack, or is he, uh, or is he off the, the grill now? All right. Yeah, Jack's just, Jack, Jack just comes and goes. <laughs> he's almost checked out. Two one, almost. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Marks and Reese. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Guided door and window. Take advantage of their big winter sale through the month of February. Forty percent off all windows and doors. Call them eight seven seven go Ghana or visit go g u i d a dot com. We're live at Chickens and Pete's in South Philly. Come down, join us today. Got another half hour to go here, 40 minutes to go. We're pre-gaming with you. You can pick up a cheer card for the Super Bowl, courtesy of our friends at Bud Light. Marks and Reese, back with your phone calls. Lay it on the line next. Don't go anywhere. Hey, the Birds are conference champs and playing in Arizona for the big game number 57. Triple A wants to celebrate by offering the Eagles MVP membership for just $57. Get everything you love about AAA, plus some amazing Eagles-related perks. Now, this offer ends with the big game, so join today, and new members will also get a $20 gift card to the Eagles Online Pro Shop. Go to AAA.com slash Eagles for details and become an MVP today.